0: Bishop
1: and the Council Roundup. Council Roundup, 7:12 in the Capital City. I'm Greg Bishop on 92-7, 7 and 970 AM. Stay informed, stay connected on the WMAY morning news feed. Hey, the uh, Council Roundup brought to you by Headwest Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Their location downtown, open for lunch, Headwest Subs. All right, so uh, a lot to get to from last night's hour and 40-minute meeting. Uh, even though it was uh, much shorter than we've seen in the uh, previous weeks, still a lot to cover. Let's go ahead and get started here with the uh, city treasurer, Misty Busher, providing an update on the city's finances. The
2: corporate fund in the month of March had a beginning balance of 18756800 800- 25 dollars. we took in total receipts of nine million five hundred seventy four thousand six hundred eighty five dollars we had total disbursements in the month of march of eight million five hundred ninety six thousand six hundred forty two dollars that left the ending balance of the corporate fund in the month of march of nineteen million seven hundred thirty four thousand eight hundred and sixty eight dollars
1: that's a lot of money on hand um so yeah let's i guess keep the <laughs> keep the dollars uh you know, as long as you can uh, to cover all kinds of costs. Uh, so it's nice to hear those reports, just to know how your tax dollars are being held uh, and how much is being spent and how much is being brought in. Uh, meanwhile, something else that law uh, that uh, aldermen do every week or every other week is they look at a report of the contracts that the mayor approves that don't need city council approval. There's a certain threshold of a dollar amounts that uh, aldermen have to approve a contract, but that does not include a whole bunch of contracts the mayor approves. So they get this uh, contract report, and one in particular, Alderman McMiniman, he wanted to uh, bring up.
3: Contract for $20,000 for Roger William Holmes, the um court hearing officer for municipal court, and I mentioned this one just because, as a reference, because last week we had an ordinance that we held in committee for two weeks that was uh, to be a, a another contract for uh, Judge Holmes that would be for his duties as inspector general. So I think we asked the mayor to ask the judge which of these two contracts he would uh, he would like to keep or maintain and
1: we'll see where that goes uh it wasn't much uh, other debate on that other than just McMinniman asking those questions uh we'll see what the uh, the mayor wants to do about that as well uh meanwhile another contract for a study of fire department operations here's alderwoman conley as you send us a
4: copy of the proposal um- was there an RFP that went out for this contract?
1: No, it's a
5: professional service, so we uh, we looked at a few different firms, but this is actually one that we've been talking about and actually talked to several years ago. We just decided not to move forward at that point in time, and with everything going on uh, right now, we decided right now was well, probably a time to, to look at that
1: What exactly it's going to do? Uh, Well, here's more from the budget director, uh, Bill McCarty, last night.
6: Yeah, they're
5: looking at the operations from top to bottom. They're looking at call volume. They're looking at just about everything. This is something that they've done all around the nation. And it's a a group made up of ex-fire chiefs and public safety and also management, administrative uh, employees, people who used to be in that line of work. So is this one of
4: those, like, sole service kind of contracts? I mean, is this the only this is the only operation that does a
5: sort of a review I'm sure there's a lot of different companies or several different companies that do different studies but this is the one that we the company we wanted to use for this to do an operational analysis
1: so it's always a uh, you know bone of contention when it comes to uh, you know not putting out an RFP or putting out uh, you know a request for a bid or something uh, and then you get uh, what some people may think is you know the Aren't there other options out there? So I think an interesting line of questioning from uh, Alderwoman Conley, but she also worried that uh, it seemed uh, this left out the the current fire chief.
4: We've given, Chief Ball hasn't been here very long. We've obviously given him some direction on changes that we want to have made. I guess I'm a little surprised that you didn't, if we're having someone come in to do a top-to-bottom analysis of one of our major departments where the mayor's already made a cut along with the majority of this council to the budget. You you didn't even include the man who's supposed to be leading this department. I I think that's not how I would have done it. I'll just say that.
1: So uh, that was the uh, review of contracts that the mayor approves that uh, City Alderman just gonna report on. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you've got a bunch of different ordinances that have been left in committee. Uh, we had a little bit of a dust-up last week whenever we had a three-year-old ordinance uh, that was remaining in committee brought out of committee, uh, and that uh, sparked a conversation about how they need to clean up all of those ordinances that remain in committee. Uh, so they made that motion to clean them up, but uh, one that Alderman Gregory wanted to make sure uh, continues on to the council the
7: committee was more comfortable to just take them all off we'll resubmit them you know
1: that's the corporation council uh here's alderman Sean gregory thank you for that I, I would like
8: to take off uh 2020 um it has to do with the naacp branches uh the ten share of principles uh for debate um was there a second
9: that's second. part of the, the omnibus What was that number asterisk Uh, He wants to take it off right now and send it to the council for consideration. And
1: this is the uh, principles, the 10 principles that the uh, NAACP and uh, the Illinois Chiefs of Police came together with uh, statewide, 10 different principles valuing life. Uh, cooperation and a variety of other things. So we may hear more about that. And we'll have to talk with the NAACP and also the Illinois uh, Chiefs of Police about this. Uh, So be looking for that conversation. All right, coming back, uh, we'll get back into city business, uh, where they were done cleaning up all the ordinances remaining in committee. They were done reviewing all the contracts the mayor's approved. Uh, Now it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of city government with uh, all kinds of different ordinances, and we'll hit them one by one by one by one. Uh, And a lot to get to last night. So stay tuned here on the WWDC. UMAY morning news feed the council roundup. Brought to you by Headwest Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location, open for lunch. Headwest Subs. They got done uh, with some of the initial business, including uh, reviewing contracts and hearing the treasurer's report. Now it's time to get into the ordinances for consideration. Not going through all of them, but some of the major ones that they stopped to talk about. Alderman McMiniman, uh highlighting an ordinance that deals with police cameras.
3: This looks like it's a purchase of uh, three trailers with the telescopic camera systems, uh, is that correct? Uh, If so, that's very positive because we have a need for these in various parts of the city where we have... uh Suspicious activity taking place and other problems.
1: We talked about how these are things that could be set up at, like, a suspected drug house or something to keep an eye on. Uh, but, you know, these are more overt types of cameras that McMiniman's talking about, but a representative from the police department last night said, oh, it's just more than that.
6: Yeah, so this particular purchase is actually six separate cameras, three of which are overt, three of which are covert, three of which are obvious as cameras, and three of which are hidden. So these are not on trailers. Uh, these will be... Uh, I don't want to give away our tactics, but these will be used otherwise uh, in uh, areas of crime or whatnot to where we can uh, hopefully reduce crime but also gain intelligence along
1: the way. So some overt cameras and some covert cameras are going to be used. Uh, Alderman Sean Gregory saying, hey, you know what, these cameras are good. What about catching speeders? We have a lot of speedy. I know me and
8: Audubon, the, uh, the Senzo, um, we, we get these complaints a lot, and, and it does seem like they help um, um, for some of the things that, you know, rather than having the guys patrol and stuff in various high, um, especially on Yale Boulevard and, and my ward, and, and, and Christian shares it.
1: And more from the uh, police officer there last night. equipment.
8: I have no problem <laughs> with that. Uh,
6: we do have, uh, so we have two Skywatch cameras, uh, which are the pull behind camera systems. Right. We also have. Um, all this, the speeding signboards, and then we have some other covert uh, uh, speeding equipment, which is a little better to gain okay. a, uh, a realistic understanding of, of what, the, okay. what type of speeding is going on in the neighborhood. So but I, I would certainly... First
9: don't you give, give up some money. of that marijuana money. There you go. Oh,
8: no, you, 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 don't go. Don't start.
1: Don't start. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> police say, hey, if you want to give us more money. Uh, and then uh, Alderman Hanauer with uh, a funny joke there. Uh, BLH Computers, sponsor of the show. Full disclosure, not the, the, this particular segment, but, you know, they, they spend ad dollars here on WMAY. Uh, but they were also the topic of an ordinance last night.
10: DLH Computers Incorporated for Collection Recycling and Disposal of Electronic Waste amount not to exceed one hundred thousand dollars for the office of public works move
3: to debate
1: so this is a service that blh offers the city of springfield um but alderman miniman had a, had a question about uh, the process of uh, residents t- taking stuff to recycle with blh
3: blh to have changed their procedures when you drop off equipment it used to be you'd just bring it into the office and it was really uh, convenient and easy now you go into the office without the equipment They give you a a ticket, then you drive your car around to the back uh, to uh, a cyclone fence area, and then you have to wait for someone to load it up. And, you know, if you've got a small piece of equipment, it's kind of cumbersome.
1: And uh, Alderman Donilon, um, he heard those concerns and said uh, what his understanding was.
0: Just from personally dropping off a couple things last year, that the reason it was changed was due to COVID, and they wanted to minimize the traffic inside the offices, but uh, I think it's a good question worth finding the answer to. So.
1: You can always find the answer at blhcomputers.com or you can give them a call as well. Uh, Megan and I just dropped off a printer there not too long ago, and it's pretty easy. I mean, you just call ahead and say, hey, I got a printer. Uh, I'll go around the back. Some will be there. Okay, there you go. Um, moving on. Next, uh, something else to help residents get rid of all that unwanted junk that they don't want anymore. Here's another ordinance. With Habitat for Humanity
10: of Sangamon County for collection, recycling, and disposal of bulky large items... Amount not to exceed two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the Office of Public Works.
1: Alderman Donnellan jumping
0: in. Probably better pub- publicize it because there are large items that are scattered throughout the community, and I think if uh, we do a continual job of promoting the program, that we can get less junk and it is junk off our streets.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that that would be nice, right? Uh, to not see you know <laughs> mattresses or old leather couches that have tears all over them or. Uh, you know, somebody sets a refrigerator out in the middle of a street or whatever the case may be. I definitely don't want that. It junk's up the, uh, uh, it, it junks everything up. It's just not good. Not good for the city. Um, moving on, another ordinance uh, deals with allowing the Public Works Department to use a certain type of overlay patching net system to to help maintain the city's roads. And here's Alderman McMinniman talking about the importance of this and how great of an innovation it is
3: remain familiar with the latest ways to extend the life of our asphalt overlays because that ultimately reduces the spending because we don't have to tear them up and redo them so frequently. Is that a good summary? That's correct. Um, doing preventative maintenance
6: just like on your on your vehicle. Um, you know, changing the oil can save you a lot of money down the long haul. So, uh, you know, spending a dollar in preventative maintenance at year three or year five saves you money from spending ten to fifteen to twenty dollars of total reconstruction in year fifteen if you continuously stay up on your pavements.
1: So look at that; that's good to hear. Uh, the, the Public Works Department in Springfield is uh, looking ahead. I, we've, we talked about this recently with uh, you know infrastructure proposal from uh, the Biden administration to even like local school districts in some areas uh, looking to increase taxes so that they can pay for a new school, why not just do the regular maintenance and budget ahead? Sounds like that's a little bit of the philosophy, and I'm sure it's always been a philosophy of public works uh, professionals, uh, but uh, good to hear that. Uh, they're, they're finding innovative ways to uh, continue maintenance moving forward. Uh, one last uh, little thing here before we take a break, uh, grants. The city does give grants to organizations for various events. Uh, here's one grant that's going to be going out for a uh, celebration later this, uh, later this summer.
10: 2021-141, an ordinance authorizing a sponsorship payment of $10,000 to the One in a Million Incorporated for the Ju- Juneteenth event.
1: So that's an event that's going to draw a lot of people, uh, and the city uh, is interested in helping promote that. So a grant going out to them, uh, but also another grant being requested, uh, I think around $7,000 for the African-American History Museum here in Springfield. Here's Alderman Donnellan.
0: I was going to wait for 2021-142, uh, which is the ordinance, the sponsorship for the Central Illinois African American History Museum for the Negro uh, League traveling exhibit, which I'm extremely excited about. Mm-hmm. Big baseball fan. I think this is going to be a real asset for the community, especially now that we'll be back open. Let's hope and and running full blast.
1: But uh, Alderman
9: Hanauer also chiming in on that. And I, I, I like Alderman Donelan. I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited because as a baseball fan and. Springfield has a history of, of um, a lot of uh, Negro League uh, players that lived here in Springfield, very good ones, by the way. Um, I'm anxious to, to see that. That come in. That's that's going to be really cool.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, baseball history aside, uh, just the history of the new york League in itself is uh, something that needs to be taught, needs to be uh, looked at, and uh, and and it's awesome that uh, they're going to have an exhibit coming to the Central uh, Illinois African American History Museum. So maybe we could touch base with them as well, uh, Catherine Harris. I'm talking to you. Uh, so yeah, maybe we can uh, get more details on that uh, in the uh, the days and weeks ahead. All right, coming back, uh, we will jump into to unfinished business with the springfield city council last night still a lot more to go with the council roundup right here on the wmay morning news feed brought to you by head west subs when you want a great sub you've got to head west shaw is mistaken uh, they weren't done dealing with all the ordinances uh, but they did take a little bit of a break to talk about a proposed ordinance and that deals with capping or doing something to control the number of video gaming licenses uh, here is Alderman Ralph Hanauer talking about what he's been wanting to do for a while uh, in, in conversation with the Corporation Council. Uh, what to do about the proliferation of video gaming machines? Here's uh, Alderman Hanauer.
9: I don't want to escalate the value of these liquor licenses to where, when they're selling the the, 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 the bars that have have gaming cells and their liquor license are are you know. I mean, I don't know, an insane amount of money. I don't know
1: what, what it would be, but ultimately, what he's looking for is to decouple uh, the liquor license from the video gaming license. Because if an establishment wants to, you know, close up shop, sell it to somebody else, then they can sell that uh, combination for a pretty penny. Uh, Corporation counsel Jim Zirkel. I think Champaign is an example, and several other
7: cities around where they only grant a certain number. I think Decatur has a limit on. Uh, the uh, cafe licenses, as an example. Mm-hmm. Consequently, when that happens, uh, it can affect the value of the follow-on license when somebody wants to acquire that you know, acquire that license.
1: Alderman and jumping in on it as well. I just want to make
0: it extremely clear that the intent is not for us to limit it on paper and then change it later and then let it fluctuate like we do with liquor licenses, <laughs> that it's uh, a line drawn in the sand and that we can make sure that we don't
1: have any more uh, coming forward. More from the uh, Corporation Council Jim Zirkle. They're making people rich over there. But- oh, wait, no. Let's go to this one over here. There you go. But this would
7: apply to new licenses, not existing, but now existing licenses can be transferred. You know, that happens pretty regularly. However, new licenses would have a condition imposed that would say they could not would not be allowed to have... A gaming, and then a person would decide either they would like to have the license or they wouldn't.
1: Now, the, the issue of video gaming in um, Springfield—it's it's fascinating because we're like I think the largest gaming jurisdiction in the state because Chicago didn't want video gaming uh, proliferating throughout, so they didn't allow for it. Uh, Springfield did, and uh, it's all over the place. Everybody's aware of it. You see it on practically every street corner. Uh, but there's also the questions about uh, you know uh, auditing these these. Video various uh, machines and these establishments and that's something that alderman hanauer uh, laid out
9: there and they have to have a certain percentage of liquor and food sales and they can't just be a gaming operation and we do have you know there's not a large amount of them but there there is quite a few and i do think that we we should audit those places because quite frankly we've had I've had phone calls about places that they think it, basically they're a gaming parlor that, you know, they might have a kitchen, but they don't sell anything. So
1: And there are audits that are done. Uh, the city uh, does a third uh, of the uh, establishments, audits them every year. And Budget director Bill McCarty said that they've done that and haven't found any problems. Here's Alderman Hanauer. Go ahead and talk to Corporation We'll go
6: through uh, it. In.
1: Actually, it's Alderman Redpath. Uh, wanting to move things along go ahead and talk to corporation council about I will, this I
9: point we'll yeah. go through aside it anyway. from this meeting yep. so we're not gonna okay. be here all night. So. No. Well I I
4: just was I think this is a great idea. Just uh-huh. And I appreciate uh-huh. it and I appreciate not staying here yep. all night. So you're here.
1: thank you. You're here. You're here. <laughs> all right, so they're gonna they're gonna revisit that at some other time uh and, and hash through all the details instead of debating it openly. Uh but that again was kind of in the middle of them going through all these ordinances. Uh here's another ordinance that sparked some debate. Amending
10: Chapter 76, Section 76.44 of the 1980 City of Springfield Code of Ordinances as amended pertaining to impoundment of vehicles due to fleeing and eluding.
1: Gosh, I remember uh, the impoundment of vehicles issue. Uh, What was that, like 10 years ago or something? Remember Calvin Christian? Uh, he kind of spearheaded this whole idea of, uh, you know, cars getting impounded uh, by a bad actor out on the streets with a car, but that wasn't that person's car. It was their grandmother's car, for instance. Uh, when the car is impounded, then the grandmother can't get to the pharmacy, and it causes just a whole bunch of problems. Uh, so uh, Alderman McMiniman kind of highlights some of that and talks about what they have did nearly 10 years ago.
3: Alderman Turner and I uh, worked together to reduce the fine from $500 down to $250. And the rationale for that was that we had these uh, situations happening out there where the 18-year-old son might go out in the vehicle, his mother's vehicle, his aunt's vehicle, his grandparents' vehicle, and do a little reefer. And then the car gets impounded, and it's not just the $500 fee. Wait, 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 what was that? What did he say? And do a little reefer. Do a little reefer, all right. And do a little reefer. And then the car gets impounded, and it's not just the $500 fee, it's the um, towing charge. It's two or three, four days in the towing yard. And meanwhile, the parents can't get to work the next morning because they don't have a car anymore. So we tried to kind of limit the damage, so to speak, for these kinds of situations that were occurring for the first offense down to $250.
1: So, Alderman McMiniman, uh wanting to make sure that it's uh, clearly delineated as to what exactly this ordinance does, uh, and apparently the ordinance only is focusing on impounding vehicles with a five hundred dollar fee if that vehicle is involved in fleeing police. here's uh, Alderman Hanauer.
9: but if they're they're putting the public at risk here, you know, somebody smoking pot in a car that's a little different than than eluding and evading running through you know uh, we've had we've had people seriously injured in accidents from uh, where we've had to break off and they've still gotten in accidents
1: here's a uh, uh, representative from the police department talking a bit about uh, you know what this ultimately would do
6: um, Our uh, um Uh, Pursuit policy is very strict, as it should be, and uh, what we're finding is that individuals recognize that um, if they are, um, you know, maybe don't have a license, have a warrant, have something illegal in the car, they think that they can simply just flee from law enforcement and um, holly, olly oxen free. And we we had to come up with uh, some sort of um, component that would, um, you know, give law enforcement the opportunity to hold those accountable.
1: Uh, so last night's council meeting, uh, continuing on, talking about uh, this impoundment uh, ordinance that ultimately would just target those who are fleeing police. Alderman Redpath chiming in.
9: That we're going to put out the information sure. on the TV and the newspaper and say, look, if you loan your car out and you know that's going to be used for an activity that's, that's illegal, that you could lose your car. And that gives at the least they say, you're not
1: driving my car tonight because I know what you're up to. I uh, think that's a great idea. Maybe they could hook up with Crime Stoppers uh, to get that message out. Um, what was that? Was it? Uh, what was that? Uh, that 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 cartoon dog character that uh, you know had the looked like an investigator with the with the derby on his head and he wore like a trench coat. It was like uh, McGruff or something. McGruff the dog, like Crime Stoppers. I don't know. Maybe maybe we can. <laughs> Maybe we can revitalize that. Uh, And, and yeah, tell people that if your car is used in illegal activity and you're not there, it's still going to be your car. Uh, So maybe that's a a pretty good idea. Uh, Alderwoman Desenso chiming in now.
4: Uh, Two things. We just had an incident like this happen at the corner of uh, MacArthur and Lawrence. And, you know, the neighborhood was up in arms because they didn't know what was happening. And we still don't know really what happened, but a car was left. Um, second, it's not called reefer anymore. Just an FYI. No one, no one calls it that. So it's 2021. Um, it's a legal substance. So let's just call it by what it is. Marijuana.
0: All min- make minimal.
1: Uh, it's also called cannabis, she says. Uh <laughs> I should pull that clip back up of uh, Alderman McMenamin talking about, uh, you know, kid in the car doing doing a reefer. Uh, here's the police again uh, chiming in on this.
6: Besides the MacArthur and Lawrence, it was the fatal accident at 5th and South Grand, and that vehicle left uh, an attempted traffic stop at a high rate of speed and ultimately ended up taking someone's life. And so it's instances like that that we are doing our best to prevent, and this is just one more avenue to assist with that.
9: Yeah. I, I think we all agree with you on that, Chief. It, right. it doesn't matter if they're smoking reefer or pot or whatever.
4: <laughs> Neither one is acceptable. I believe we're using
5: cannabis. I'm kidding.
1: There we go. All right. Uh, back to other. Uh, so they wrapped up all the ordinances they needed to deal with, and uh, they moved on to unfinished business. Uh, some good news. Uh, the uh, uh, state fairground is going to be attracting all kinds of different operations and events. Uh, and Scott Dahl, the tourism director, he uh, he confirmed that there is a pretty big Clydesdale show coming. Yeah,
6: thank you, Chair Red Pathpush that. It is a big deal. Uh, the uh, Clydesdale Breeders Association will be returning to Springfield. Spent many, many years in Springfield and then uh, went away I'm, to Lake St. Louis and then to Indiana. Excuse are, me? Are you making a pun there? A big deal? <laughs> They're big horses. I was not, but <laughs> good catch, Alderman. Uh, they'll be here April 22nd through the
1: 24th. All right, so we got a date on that. That's awesome. Uh, but he talks about how significant this is, and it's very important, and works in his own.
6: Place. I mean, this is on the heels, or I will make upon the hoofs, Alderman. There you go. The National Appaloosa Horse Show, that will, for the first time will be here in 2022. And the Palomino Worlds, which we uh, attracted last year. Unfortunately, they, they couldn't have their full event, but will be returning uh, in 2022. Uh, along with the American Truck Historical Society, what, for the first time will be
1: in Springfield at the state fairgrounds. So- so the fairgrounds is going to bring a lot of activity, uh, and that's going to be a big boost for the city's uh, tourism industry. Especially because while well, last year was just bust, um, Alderwoman Connolly also excited about something else coming. Um, is the, the youth
4: charity horse show is that coming back? Do you know? I, do, I believe it is. Yes. Uh... That's actually how I first came to Springfield was riding in that horse show. So. Oh really? Yeah, mm. that's it's near and dear to my heart. I, I can tell you from experience, the the stables and the the, the grounds at the fairgrounds are are fabulous and a lot of fun.
1: So, good, good news. Uh, good to hear all of those things uh, uh, percolating out at the Illinois State Fairgrounds, and obviously that will benefit uh, the city of Springfield. Uh, meanwhile, Alderman Sean Gregory giving a heads up. He's looking to bring back an ordinance that could spark some controversy.
8: It had to do with um, our police review commission. Um, I had some calls about it when we are going to complete it, so um, I talked to all the Senator Turner today, and I told her that I'm going to go ahead and push that through. That is,
1: uh, I do feel like it's time, so I didn't want anybody to be blindsided by that. So we'll hear more about that, I would imagine, in the future. Uh, meanwhile, they did have a member of the public address, the council, and it was the NAACP Illinois branch president, Teresa Haley, and she definitely wanted to be available for any questions that people may have on the city council.
2: Last week, we had our NAACP meeting so we couldn't be here, but it appears that the NAACP continues to come up in your discussion, so I am here to answer any questions that you might have of our wonderful organization.
1: And she talked to uh, about the organization and uh, the work that's being done uh, and how important it is for aldermen if they have questions about the naacp's operations they're open house ready to go tour the place come on in
2: i'm inviting you all to come by let me know when you're available i would love for you all to come by our office it's a beautiful facility we've done a lot of work there's still a lot of work to be done on the east side, and we are proud to be located at 801 South 11th.
1: She also says she caught wind of something that was going on uh, touring the 1908 race sites, uh, the race riot sites, and uh, it, was a, it was a foot tour. She has an interesting proposal here.
2: I just want to say that there was a walking tour regarding the race riot markers. The NAACP found out about it at the last minute. Thank you, Alderman Gregory. But what the NAACP would like to do, we need to get people moving in this community and especially on the east side. We want to work with our Alderman and anybody else who wants to work with us to do a bike tour of the race riot well, monument. that's a great idea. It's another great way to get people exercising. I love it. It's a great way to get people to come out as opposed to walking from one location to the other. Wow.
1: No, I love that idea. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I've been telling Megan, hey, we need to get our bikes up into Springfield and go around and uh, take some of the trails in. Uh, that would be an awesome, historic uh, bike ride uh, to be able to learn about all of." Th- wow. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Alderman Gregory also thinks it's a good idea.
8: Things like that and and, and and bike rides and community things, I'm all for it. And I think that's going to grow, uh, um, you know, the organization here. Thank you. I appreciate
1: you. Thumbs up on that. All right, Esther council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. I'm Greg Bishop. This is the WMAY Morning News Feed.